It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card, you call the number for help, and can't get a hold of anyone. If you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right, a real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. It was after serving in the Marines that a young Stephen Pressville first felt his calling to be a writer. When he entered civilian life, he decided to pursue his passion, writing during the day, while working at night to pay the bills. It took him 16 years of trying before he sold his first screenplay, and while Sergeant Sweetheart never made it to the big screen, it launched Stephen's career as a professional writer. He's gone on to become the best-selling author of 13 books, including his first novel, The Legend of Bagger Vance, which ended up a movie starring Will Smith and Matt Damon. In 2002, he published The War of Art, sharing his own hard-won wisdom on how to navigate the roadblocks that keep us from fulfilling our creative potential. Over the years, it's influenced hundreds of thousands of readers who tend to discover it by word of mouth. That's how I found it. Stephen believes we all possess creative genius. He says we all are born with it in one form or another. But the obstacle that often stands in our way is an internal force he calls resistance. And interestingly, he says we feel resistance most strongly when we're about to dare greatly and grow spiritually. I was delighted to finally meet Stephen for a conversation under my pepper tree in breezy, beautiful Maui. The main reason I wanted to talk to you is because the war of art, I think really, if you apply the principles, really does exactly what the subtitle says. It will help you break through the blocks and win your inner creative battles. So thank you for writing this book because it actually allowed me the first time I ever thought about what I'm gonna ask all of you to think about today is the role that resistance plays in our ability to move forward. Well, I think that resistance, as I define it, with a capital R, is that negative force that arises whenever we try to move from a lower level to a higher level, or where we're trying to identify with our nobler nature, with our higher nature. Yeah. You're trying to get out of your own little petty ego yeah. and, and channel the muse or try to get something wonderful out there. Yeah. So that elicits resistance. It elicits this equal and opposite negative force. Okay. Now, I know you're a writer and an artist, but what you say and understand is that that principle of resistance 
applies to everything that we're doing. And I love where, you, where you've written Resistance's Greatest Hits. The following is a list in no particular order of those activities that most commonly elicit resistance. The launching of any entrepreneurial venture or enterprise for profit or otherwise also meets resistance. Any diet or health regimen, hello. <laughs> any program of spiritual advancement, any activity whose aim is tighter abdominals, any course or program designed to overcome an unwholesome habit or addiction, education of every kind, the undertaking of any enterprise or endeavor whose aim is to help others. Really? That too? Absolutely. Any act that entails commitment of the heart, the decision to get married, to have a child, to weather a rocky patch in a relationship, that too? Absolutely. How so? Because you're trying to move from a petty, narrow, ego-based point of view Meaning. to something grander, to something you're trying to get to, to your nobler, to your nobler side. And by to ego, be generous, to be kind, to be, uh, to to be, be open. open to love. To be open to love. And by ego, we talk a lot about ego on this show. By ego, you mean? The ego is a, is a bad rap in my lexicon. The ego, I think Wayne Dyer had said this on an episode, the ego is literally edging God out. It's when you're putting yourself first and only thinking of yourself. Yeah. I would agree with that, yeah. yeah. The taking of any principled stand in the face of adversity meets resistance. Yes. And actually, when I, when, I originally, when I first wrote the book, I wrote it, I had a different title. I called it The Writer's Life, and I thought it was only about writing. Yeah. But as I got more into it, I began to see this is really for every, for all kinds of people, for artists and for everyone, mothers, you name it, anybody that's trying to move to a higher level. And the letters have proved it. You start the book talking about what I do. Tell us what the writer's day is like. Well, I really just sort of went into my superstitions of how I sit down in the morning. I have all these little rituals yeah. that I do. But the point of the whole thing was that uh, at the end of the day, I ask myself only one question. I don't ask myself, did, did I write anything good today? I don't ask myself, did I write a lot today? Mm -hmm. I only ask myself, did I overcome resistance today? And if I did, then that's a, then that's a day. Yeah, and I, I love that you start that way because you say for writers, and everybody who's ever tried to write anything, a speech, I remember uh, not too long ago, I had to do the speech at Harvard, and I'd given myself, and I knew for a year I was gonna have to do it, so I said, three months out, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to organize and I'm going to have in my head where I'm going. Okay, the three months pass and then I go, all right, exactly 60 days I'm going to be. And then it went down to 30 days. And so when I read what you'd said, that the hardest thing is not actually writing on the page. The hardest thing is the commitment to sit down and do the writing. Usually, at least for me, and I think for a lot of other, other writers, and I bet this applies to you too, Oprah, is mm -hmm. you reach a point where the pain is worse yes. not doing it That's right. than doing it. Yes. So when you start to think, I'm not going to do this today, I just can't take it, your mind goes to how lousy you're going to feel and how, and how much you're you going to hate yourself. That's right. So. You're, you're, you're angry with yourself all day. And the angst, and the, and I, but I'd never thought of it as resistance before. Just that thing you feel, that sort of nagging sensation that you feel when you're not doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Now, one of the things that you talk about that really is the essence of what I try to share with our viewers about being in the flow. Everybody has a flow or a zone in their life. 
Uh, Joseph Campbell called it following your bliss. And you say each of us need to pursue our calling with gusto and to live in that zone as often as possible. So that's what we want to figure out how to do. How do we be in that zone as often as possible? Well, I know that you've got to get out of your little head yeah. and into that larger identity, whatever that is, from that's the nice. ego to the self, if you want to call it that, yeah. and lose yourself, which is nothing to me more fancy than what every kid does when they're playing. If kids were just playing here on this lawn, mm -hmm. they forget time, they forget everything, and they're just playing. They're kind of in the moment. So Present moment. Present moment. Yeah. Now, what I found that works for me is uh, just sitting down. Just sit down. I have a thing where I say, put your ass where your heart wants to be. And <laughs> by that, I simply mean, if you want to paint, put your body in front of an easel. You know, if you want to write, sit in front of a keyboard and then just plunge in. And you want to be know, an entrepreneur. You know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, start a business, you know. Uh, whether it's a lemonade stand or whatever it is, oh, start it's, it, in action. It's, 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 Act. It's, it's the Nike brand. Just do it, right? Just do it. Just do it. Absolutely. Now, do you believe we're all artists? I do. I do. How it's just so? a question of how you define art. Yeah. Now, it isn't always painting or writing or filmmaking or something like that. So there are all kinds of artists, but definitely, I mean, I think that your audience, Oprah, they wouldn't be watching the show yeah. unless they felt something in here. That's why they're watching, right? Yeah, yeah. To hear this. And so the reason that they, they want to hear it yeah. is because they feel the call to yeah. something yeah. and they also feel resistance, even if they haven't put a name to it. They know that there's something inside them that's stopping them from doing. So they're tuning in here to get psyched up or to hear some kind of Something that will be inspirational. Right. So this is the key. What is the thing that keeps us from putting our ass where our heart is? That's a tweetable moment. What is the thing? What is, that is resistance. That is resistance. That is resistance. And, and, and why, is it, why is it always so prevalent? Especially when you want to do something that's really great. It's a, like take care of yourself, take care of your body, take care of other people. All the top ten reasons. You know, I have a rule of thumb. Okay. which is the more important an activity is yeah. to your soul's evolution, yeah, you say that the on more page resistance you will feel to it, the more fear you will feel. Like your speech at Harvard, yeah. you know, apparently that meant something to you yeah. because there was a high degree yeah. of resistance. Yeah. And resistance to oh me... Oh, my God. And I've spoken, at, I've spoken since I was three years old, I've spoken, but it was the word... Harvard. Ah, that's what I was going to ask you. Why that? It, so was, it was the Harvard. word Harvard and every everything that that connotes and my perception of what that was. It's Harvard. How did you, how did you overcome your resistance to write that speech? I finally had to just do it. Ah. I finally had to just do it. And I have been in the position where I didn't do it, where I've waited to the last second and I'm like, oh, what am I going to say? And I knew that that would just take me out, that I didn't want to be mm -hmm. in the position that I'd been in before. So where it's kind of like what I was saying before, the yeah. pain of not doing it. The pain it of not doing it. Is worse than the pain of I, doing it. I said, it. if you don't do it, yeah. then, you, then you're a goner. Uh -huh. You're a goner. Uh -huh. so, I, so I finally sat down. Did it come off? Did it yes, come it did. Okay, it did. Yeah, great. and a lot of us procrastinate. Don't go anywhere. More to come after this short break. No two travelers are exactly alike. And that means no two trips should be either. Texas' vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. 
Are you a beach person? Well, you'll be having fun under the sun with Texas 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies can't get enough of Texas' world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Macy's Mother's Day gift guide has the perfect gift to make mom feel special. Shop by price, like 25 and under to 100 and under. Category, like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything. Gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and for grandma. Get top gifts like Dolce & Gabbana Devotion, Eau de Parfum, Coach Floral Printed Leather Cassie Crossbody Bag, and Le Creuset Shallot Dutch Oven. Shop at Macy's.com slash gift finder. Well, here's here's my theory. And again, this is the metaphysics of the whole thing. The the key thing about resistance is that it, it... it comes second. And what I mean by that is the, what happens first is the dream. Okay. And resistance is the shadow. Like this tree that we're sitting under yeah. casts the shadow. So what comes first is the dream. Is that like yin and yang? You can't have the dream without the shadow? In my experience, you absolutely can't. Well, that's good to you know. know. It's like resistance to me is like it's a force of nature. That's a comforting it's thing a, right now. That's a comforting thing to hear. Why you do you say that? Why is it comforting? You know why it's comforting? Just hearing you say that, I got a little bit of relief because I don't have to blame myself so much. Exactly. I mean, I that... have to blame myself to know that that is a principle because we all understand yin and yang, dark and light, right and wrong. So for you to say, which is a, a new way of looking at it, for every dream, there is automatically going to be resistance. Exactly. I, didn't you get a little relief hearing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that to me, actually, I mean, I spent in my own sort of evolution as a writer, I had... I don't know, maybe a seven-year period of hell from the time I first started and failed before I finally was able even to finish something, even though it was Wasn't still... Wasn't it 10 years before you actually sold something? It was like almost 30 years before I actually sold a, a novel. It was like 20-something years before I actually made money. Yeah. But uh, um, so in those years, yeah. I had no clue that there was such a thing as resistance. But once I recognized that there was this devil, this dragon that guards the gold. Mm-hmm. And I could see that it could be defeated, that it wasn't, uh, you know, this you unstoppable what, what made you call it out? What made you call out resistance and say, that's what that is? Because I'm telling you, when I, when I read The War of Art, uh, I went, wow, that's what that is. It shows up every time. I just didn't have a name for it. Yeah. And you have to... You have to finding the name is the most important thing, I think. Because at least know that. To, to, to at least now know that it has a name. Right. That for every dream, when you dream the dream, here comes the shadow of the thing that's trying to pull you away from the dream, and you and it's just your sheer will, your determination, and first first before your will is your decision to move forward. Yes. It's your decision. I want that, and you have to want it enough. Your, your will or desire has to be stronger than, than resistance. Exactly. And that's why it's, there's no magic bullet. Ah, you know, that's, that's, why good. that's good. I'm not selling anything, you know, yeah. because the answer is, you know, you just have to do it yourself. But here's an interesting thing, Oprah, that 
The form that resistance takes yeah. is thoughts in your head. That's the form it takes, right? Yeah. And the thought says, I'm not worthy I'm of not doing this. I'm not good enough. This. I can't do it. Uh, it's been done a hundred times before. What Why am I, I going to say that difference? they haven't heard? Right. Yes, when we hear those thoughts, yeah. the mistake we make is we think that there are thoughts, but they're not. They're resistance. They're another, they're a force of nature. And so it's sort of like in meditation. Wait a minute, they're this, not our thoughts? They're not our thoughts. They're this force of nature, this negative force that is, whether it comes from our ego or yeah. it comes from out there, I don't know. Uh -huh. But so it's kind of like, you know, there are many myths where St. George has to slay the dragon or yeah. somebody has to confront something. Luke Skywalker has to face Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all come to the moment when the the knight faces the dragon and the dragon goes poof and the and the act in, in other words the dragon is self-generated the dragon and the fear is created in our own minds yeah so once the knight in the i realized that when i got look to, straight at it look straight at it and and just says okay i'm gonna sit down and write the first sentence of this of my speech for harvard right and i would bet you not knowing nothing about it once you had been doing it for maybe five or six minutes, yeah, sitting you, down there, you start to find a flow. You wrote the whole thing. You start to find a flow, absolutely. And you, you walked away and you said, "Why did I drive myself Why so crazy?" Why didn't doing I that? do this no. two months ago when I said I was going to do it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, the fact that it shows up resistance. Now, what do we do with it? I think. Well, yeah, I think you simply have to confront it head on. And and uh, for me, I think that. Uh, you know, in the course of, say, writing a long-form piece like a novel, yeah. there always will be moments of utter panic where things fall apart, the wheels come off. And I found that usually those are moments when, you're, when you're, you're moving to the next level. And when you're going to the next level, you're getting better, in other words. Yeah. And that that's when that panic is a form of resistance, because resistance always takes the form of fear. Yeah. That's the overriding thing. Yeah. So, but I, again, I see once you recognize it and can give it a name and realize that it is not your thoughts. It's this force of nature that is trying to stop you from getting to the next level. Then you can simply confront it in, and just do the work. It's a force just of do nature. Your work. Isn't, it, isn't it that little shadow voice, though, that lives inside of all of us that says, you're not good enough, and what do you think you're doing that for? Or, why do, what do you think you're going to say to the kids at Harvard? You're saying that's not my voice? It's not your voice. It takes the form of your voice, just like it takes the form of fear. But it's, if resistance is just like gravity, it's a force of nature that, you know, here it is. There's nothing we can oh, do about it. Oh, I just it. love that. You said that on page 13, that, you, that uh, resistance is universal. And if you think you're the only one that's struggling with resistance, everybody who has a body experiences it, experiences it. Yeah. And that it is that fear. It's that fear thing. It is fear. Yeah. Well, let me get into the metaphysics of and this. And it never a sleeps. Bit. So that's what we do on this. We are the metaphysics show. Uh, now, in, in Jewish mysticism, yes. in the Kabbalistic lexicon, there's, they, there are two levels there's the level, the material level that we live on here, mm -hmm. and then there's the higher level, the soul, the neshama. Mm -hmm. And the soul, according to Jewish mysticism, is trying to communicate to us, and we are trying to communicate to it, which kind of comes to the subject of prayer, yes. if you wanted to get into that. And according to Jewish mysticism, there is a force called the Yetzer Hara that's blocking the, the, both the messages coming from 
the Neshama down and ours going up. And when I heard that, I thought, wow, that is exactly what I've been experiencing. As but, resistance? As resistance. Yeah. And uh, so I it's think- It's a force, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, defi- it's a separation. Because there's, here we are on the earth plane is what you're saying. Right. And then there's the plane above us, the mystical plane that we can't right. see or know. Nah, 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 right. nah, nah. And the soul abides there and is trying to communicate down here and we're trying to communicate up there to the higher self. Exactly. And there is this force. And this is the thing that I never knew. Nobody taught me this, you know, until I just experienced it. I thought, well, there's nothing in between the two. Why don't I just cruise right up yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I hit this wall and couldn't get there, I thought, well, there must be something wrong with me. I must be crazy. Oh, 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 oh. I just had an aha, bing, bing. <laughs> you, you know what allows you to um, uh, transcend that layer? Tell me. Meditation. Ah. You can get there through meditation. Ah. So I feel that in the moment of stillness, and I have a lot of those out here, uh, when I actually consciously make the effort to meditate, I can alleviate the resistance. I can meet the soul. I can meet the higher self. I can go to that space where God resides. I can, I, I've touched uh-huh. that space. Have you? I have. Mm-hmm. When I said to you that I thought that uh, the voices that we hear in our head are not our voices, it's not our voice. I mean, isn't meditation, I'm not a great meditator, that you sit there and you hear these thoughts come into your mind, right? They're these crazy chatter. And the trick of meditation, if you Is to understand that that you are not, you're not Those are not you, right? And let them go. You are so right. So when that and thing shows up and says, you can't, you shouldn't, what are you doing? What are it's you, not you. It's not you. That's but it's right. hard to do. Again, that's sort of like facing that dragon, yeah. and then the dragon goes away. As soon as you say, oh, that's not me. Yeah. That's, I'm just looking at a, at a mirror. Michael and Singer, another spiritual teacher here on Super Soul Sangha, who wrote The uh, Untethered Soul, calls that voice in the head the roommate, your inner roommate. Uh, it's that's always, a good one. I've never heard that. Yeah, I like that. Always yeah. chitter-chattering. Always chitter chatter. Well, it's the ego, really. I mean, it's uh, it's the ego. Okay, I love where you say the unlived life. Oh my gosh, this is this is a moment. This is a tweetable moment. Most of us have two <laughs> lives. No, we're tweet tweeters here. <laughs> Most of us have two lives: the life we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance. That's what you were talking about. Exactly. You know, Rain Wilson was on here, the actor Rain Wilson was here, and he said, there really is no, he was talking about the art, acting, and was saying, there is no difference between art and prayer, which I just love ah, that. I love I it as a- I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, there is no difference because when you are fully in the moment of expression where you're making your offering, where your talent becomes an offering, that is a prayer. And that it is, is, you know, it is a prayer in the sense of an offering. I mean, what? What is prayer? If you're going to define prayer, okay, I'm asking it, you. Okay, uh, it 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 implicit in the concept of prayer is that we're on a, on a level here, and there's a higher, higher level above us. That's right. And prayer is our reaching toward that level. Yeah. What do you What do you have out there yeah. that you Fill want me, me to me. bring forth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let and, me be a. Vi- oh, I get it. I, I I've had conversations actually with lots of artists who say, you, you want to be, and this happens to me too when I'm in the zone of acting, you want to be an open vessel and allow the spirit of whatever you want to call that, the muse, call it God, call it inspiration, to flow through you. You want to 
take the space of your ego, remove it so that that can flow through. Exactly. I could have said it better myself. That's yeah. exactly, that's exactly yeah. the truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, now, what do you mean by muse? You refer to it a lot in the war of art. The muse to me is creativity. It's bringing forth, there was nothing and now there's something, right? And so- Are muses like angels? Not, no. Not really, I don't think. I mean, a muse is, is a, it has a, a real specific purpose, yeah. which is to inspire artists, to bring, kind yes. of, to bring ideas forth. And uh, for instance, when we do get into that moment, we realize it's not us. It's not you that's doing the acting, you know? Or it's not me that's doing the writing, you know? Uh, we look at something that's on a page and we go, Wow, that. where did that come from? Where did yeah. that come from, yeah. right? So that produces a certain species of humility, don't you think? Yeah, I think Where you does. realize I'm, I'm, I'm a servant yeah. of, a, of a higher source. And, uh, and so your role then becomes, at least this is how I look at it, I see myself as a servant of the muse. That's my job. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank. Some things should be boring, like banking. Boring is safe and reliable. You don't want your bank to be entertaining. Entertaining is for podcasts with inspiring celebrity guests, not banks. PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is the service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Inc. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. How do we who don't consider ourselves, who aren't artists in the sense of producing um, art that we can, that's tangible, uh, poetry or music or writing or painting, how can I apply that to my own life? Well, I think it, it kind of, I believe that everybody has a calling of some kind. Oh God. However knows. odd or weird or humble. And the way that we, there are certain tricks you can use to find it. Most people, I think, I would You are bet, for sure right about that. If we stopped and could talk to every person that is watching us right now and turn to them and said, what is it that you're calling, people would know. They'd know it, it'd be a secret in their heart. I know I should do this. You know, and another, there are ways, there are tricks that you can find out that one thing is to say, what are you more afraid of? than anything in the world? Or what would you do if you knew you were gonna die in three months? What would be the last thing that you would do? What would you do, it's the old thing that you've heard before, you know, if, if fear were not a factor, yeah, if, you or if money afraid. were not a factor. So if there is a calling, that mm -hmm. thing that you're afraid of, whatever it is, yeah. 
then what if you're you sort watching of have right to now turn pro and do it? What if you what if you're watching right now and I, I I do a lot of speaking around the country and I just did seven speaking engagements, seven cities in, in Canada this past winter and spoke specifically to that. Started every one of my um, gatherings uh, saying everybody has a calling and the real question is to that your real job in life is to figure that out. That's the job is to figure out why are you here and get about the business of doing that. And what that. sort of response did you get to well, that? Well, a lot of people were, so that, the reason I'm bringing this up is because you said everybody, if we were to ask them right now what is the calling, they would know. I, I run into people who don't know. I mean, I've, actually, I was sort of fearful that that's what the, the answer would be. That, <laughs> I run into a lot of people who don't know. But you that's know, unfortunate. That's you know not why? reality. They, 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 think, they think that they don't know because they think it has to be some big thing. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So they're not well, keyed in. So you're going to tell us Let me bring up another subject okay. here. When we, were t we were talking about resistance before as a form of self-sabotage, right? Yes. That it's a voice in our own head. Yes. But in the real world, we also get sabotaged by other people. Yes. And this is a kind of a, mis it, it, it's a really mysterious and dark phenomenon, if yeah, you yeah, ask yeah. me. Yeah. This question is kind of, where do we get the idea that we're not worthy? When we're little, people tell us we're not worthy. Yes. And when we're little and we start to show signs of going towards the light. That's right. People that are close to us are threatened by that because it's a terrible thing to say, but it's true. And because they want us, they want to have us, you know, they want yeah. to keep us. So they, or they tell cloud you, you're up not, and rain all over you. Or say, you're, how, how are you going to be a writer? You're not going to make a living being a writer. Exactly. How are you going to do that? Right. Yes. Right. And so you squash that part of yourself in order to please yeah. or to right. appease. You internalize that voice and then it comes back and haunts you. But even, even if that voice wasn't there, resistance itself would be mm -hmm. giving you that voice. But um, there are... Sabotage by others is also a very real thing. Yeah, and but most of us sabotage ourselves. Yeah, we can do enough of a job of that without any help. And but, why is it that you get right to the point where it's almost going to be, you know, I've seen people do it over and over and over. I've done it myself several times where you just literally sabotage yourself. It's almost, it, you're almost there. You're almost there. And then you do something to blow it. Absolutely. And that's why it's called the war of art. Because you have to, exactly. you have, you have to know, be aware of it, and keep getting up earlier and earlier, and get stronger and stronger to fight it. Particularly the closer to the end you come to to realizing your dream or manifesting your right. dream. You talk about the difference between being a pro and an amateur. Tell me what that means. Well, when we're struggling with something like self sabotage, yes. like resistance. Yeah. Two of the ways that we look at it one way is we might say there's something wrong with us yes. we're sick yeah right we have to heal ourselves then yeah. we can solve it another way is we're doing something wrong it's kind of the moralistic thing yeah we've committed a sin we have to do penance and but i what i hate about those is they both make us judge ourselves and they put us in a place of yeah i'm not judging myself anymore ourselves. after this this ah. is it i'm not judging myself you know why because resistance is a force just like gravity it is so once you understand that you have to go in there what goes up has to come down. If you're going to have the dream, you want to accomplish something, resistance is going to show up. Be aware of that. Go in there and kick ass. I like it. Okay. Yeah. okay. So the third way of looking at overcoming resistance that works for me is to think that the problem is that we're thinking like amateurs. Yes. And an amateur doesn't know how to, when an amateur encounters adversity, an amateur folds. 
Yes. An amateur yields to distraction. Let me just read straight from page not. 62. I love, I just love the way you say it. The moment an artist turns pro is as epical as the birth of his first child. With one stroke, and this is anybody who wants to be an artist of your life, everything changes. I state absolutely that the term of my life can be divided into two parts, before turning pro and after. To be clear, when I say professional, I don't mean doctors and lawyers. Those are the professions. I mean the professional is an ideal. I love that beautiful sentence, must I say. Beautiful <laughs> sentence. The professional is an ideal. The professional, in contrast to the amateur, consider the differences. The amateur plays for fun. The professional plays for keeps. Tell me what you mean by that. For an amateur, the, the, their work or their calling, they, they do it as an avocation rather than a vocation. So they're a weekend warrior. Um, and I was doing that for years, uh -huh. you know, before, you know, I made the, made the switch. And again, it's the same Meaning thing of what, like- Meaning what, you were writing part-time or trying to when, do it when on I the side? When I would encounter adversity, I would run, you know? I would uh, blow up my life, you know? Uh -huh. and, uh, um, and, and I made a decision, a very conscious decision that I just wasn't going to do that anymore. Just uh -huh. like, like a decision to stop drinking or to, or to yeah. kick a habit of some kind, an unwholesome habit. So the professional loves it so much, you say, he dedicates his life to it. He commits full time. Right. That's the difference. Right, but there, you know, there are a lot of talented people out there, yeah. you know, who, who are don't not make it, right? Who are not committed, yeah, yeah. You know, we're talking so much about resistance, the negative aspect of it. There also is the positive aspect that you were talking about before. Of once you're sort of on the path, yeah. then all kinds of aid starts to come to you. Yeah. And all kinds of, you know, you do get a tailwind. It you know, once you commit, things Isn't there good a Goethe quote about that? Yeah, that's there's a, a great quote about that. Whatever Gerda. it is, there's magic in, yeah. in beginning something, and it's absolutely true. Yes. Um, so it isn't only the angels or that, that higher dimension is calling to us. It wants us to rise to that level, you know? Now, it's blocked by the yetzer hurrah resistance, but it's a push-pull thing, and if we ally ourselves with that following wind, then, you know, we can go someplace. What is the soul? The soul is the, the self with the capital S. Uh -huh. It's that part of ourselves that is connected to God, the divine ground, whatever it is. It, the soul is what survives the death of the body, and so we, if we can live on this plane, according to the dictates of that higher plane, then we've really got something. What is your definition of God? God is, wow, that's a good one. Isn't that good? <laughs> uh, that's a good one. God is something, first of all, I think we can't conceive of it. Yeah. God is too, too, too big of a concept. It's whatever was before anything was, whatever will be long after everything is gone. Mm -hmm. um, the supreme consciousness and, and, and force of love in the universe. Okay. What is your experience of God? That would come from the moments, moments of flow when I'm working. When my ego goes away, and it's those moments where you look down and you go, who, who put that on the page? 
That's your experience. Yeah. I love that. Finish this sentence. The world needs. The world needs to stop thinking in parochial terms. Mm -hmm. My tribe, my nation, my religion, my clan, whatever it is. And instead, God sees the whole world, sees everybody as one of his children. And until we can do that, you know, and I include the planet, yeah. um, we're in trouble. Our greatest battle is? To become ourselves in the face of adversity. Yeah. Art is? Art is. Art is the bringing into material existence that which exists only in pure potentiality. Love that. And the, the artist is the, is the agent of that change. Yeah. The gods can't create the Golden Gate Bridge. It's got to be you and me that screw the things together or whatever yeah. you do to make a bridge. Yeah. That's I, art. My greatest joy is? Um, I think it's losing myself in, in, in a kind of an artistic endeavor and, and bringing it as a, as a gift to, to other people, even if they don't appreciate it or don't even know what it is. But um, being able to, to offer something th through me. Me too. <laughs> well, that doesn't surprise me very much. <laughs> me too. That's exactly. Ah. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you, Oprah. Thanks beautiful. very much for having me here. Yeah. Good. And, and uh, thank you for your thoughtfulness. When I could tell you were thinking about them. See? Not every day everybody asks you, what's your definition of God? Ah, that's true. <laughs> I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> Auto Trader.